Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. And it's a blessing to see all of you again. God bless you for being here. And I believe that God is going to touch your life and is going to impart your life powerfully. If you believe so, can I hear your loud amen? amen. Wonderful. Bow down your heads and let us pray. Father, we thank you for today. And we are glad for this opportunity to receive your word. Your word is so critical and so essential to our lives. This morning, we pray that we'll be blessed through what we will hear and our lives will never be the same again. In Jesus' mighty name, let everybody say amen. Amen. Clap your hands unto the Lord again. God bless you and you may be seated. Hallelujah. Turn your Bibles with me please to 1 Chronicles chapter 4. 1 Chronicles chapter 4 and reading from verse number 9. 1 Chronicles chapter 4 and we are actually going to read just two verses from here. Verse 9 and 10. Alright, and we are reading from the King James Version of the Bible. Hallelujah. This is what it says. And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. And his mother called his name Jabez. Saying. Because I bear him with sorrow. Let me read that again. Because I bear him with sorrow. And Jabez called on the God of Israel. Saying. Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed. Somebody shout with me. Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed. Oh, you didn't say like somebody wants God to bless you now. Say it one more time. Say it with a lot of passion and strength. Ready, go. And enlarge my coast. Everybody say, and enlarge my coast. And that thine hand might be with me. Everybody say, and that thine hand might be with me. 
and that thou wouldest keep me from evil. Everybody say, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil. That it may not grieve me. Hallelujah. Amen. And the last sentence says, and God granted him that which he requested. Amen. May God grant you all your requests. Amen. Whatever you ask God for, once it is good for you, once it's not going to harm you, once it's not going to hurt you, may God grant you that thing. Amen. Your amen is not convincing. Amen. Thunder your amen, somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I like that. Now, this morning, I want to share with you an exposition on what has come to be popularly known as the Jabez prayer. Now, the Jabez prayer is one of the shortest, simplest, concise, straight to the point prayers that you will ever find in your Bible. And it is a prayer that all of us can relate to. Starting from tomorrow, we are embarking on a one-week time of prayer and fasting. And during this time, we will be guided essentially by this prayer. And so I thought that it will be good if I can share some very important things with you about this prayer. And so the title of my sermon today is The Prayer of Jabez. The Prayer of Jabez. And I want you to listen carefully to me. And understand what the Spirit of God is saying to us this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, before I go into the prayer itself, it will be appropriate to share a few things with you. And the first thing I want to say to you is that the name Jabez is mentioned only three times in the Bible. The first time we hear of the name Jabez is in 1 Chronicles chapter 2, verse 55, I believe. And there, mention is made of a city called Jabez. And many Bible scholars believe that this city was named after this Jabez that we are going to learn about today. Then the second and the third times that we read about the name Jabez is in the scriptures that I read to you earlier. And that is where we learn about the subject of today's sermon, the man called Jabez. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, very little is known about Jabez. I mean, only two verses talk about him. And we don't know much about him. 
But there are a few things we know about him. One of them is that he was an Israelite. And he came from the tribe of Judah. And the tribe of Judah is the royal line. So we can say that he was a royal. Another thing that we know about him is that he was named by his mother. Not by his father. Usually, you would expect the father to give the name. But in Jabez's case, he was named by his mother. We can also deduce that the circumstances surrounding his bed was very painful. Which is why his mother called him Jabez. And the name Jabez means pain. It means sorrow. And it means grief. And so his mother called him Jabez. I also believe that things started off very badly for him in life because of the name he was given. Because his name was Jabez. And the meaning of the name was pain. And his mother called him pain because of something that we don't know about. Maybe she got pregnant and his father said that he was not responsible for the pregnancy. Or after he was giving birth to so many bad things began to happen in her life. We don't know exactly what it was. But she decided that I'm going to call my son pain. And it's important for you to understand, ladies and gentlemen, that names are very important. And names are very significant. And you must not take lightly the meaning of the name that is placed upon you. There is a story in First Samuel, I believe, chapter 25, about a certain man called Nabal. Now, Nabal was a very rich guy. But he was bad-tempered. And he didn't have good relations with people. But the Bible says he was married to a sensible and beautiful woman called Abigail. That's actually how the Bible describes her. Sensible and beautiful. To make up for the foolishness of her husband. If you are a man and you see foolishness in you. Believe God to marry a sensible woman. It may neutralize your foolishness. Can I hear a loud amen from somebody? Amen. Now this Nabal like I said, was a rich guy. And one day, during a certain season of celebration, David, who hadn't become king yet, sent a message to him that 
You know, we've met your shepherds many times out there in the wilderness, but we've never hurt them or harmed them. And we've been very good to them. We protected them. Now that we are having this celebration, maybe it was homo or something. You know, said, can you give us something small? What we call nokofio for myself and my men. And then he asked the person he sent to tell Nabal that this message is from your friend David. When Nabal had the message, he freaked out and started insulting David. Foolish man. Am I the one to take care of you? You who has run away from your master. Go and find work to do. And buy your own bread and meat. What is this monkey they wear? Baboon they chop kind of thing that you're trying And David was bored. He told his men, everybody take your sword. He says that if I don't kill this guy and every member of his family, my name is not David. And may God forget about me. But you see, this man's wife, Abigail, who wasn't home when the message from David came, was informed by one of the servants that your husband has done his things again. And this time he's going to provoke that wild guy we keep hearing about called David. And I'm afraid that something bad is about to happen to this And so Abigail quickly organized herself took some bread some wine they had killed some sheep she prepared some nice matting stew and she said matting stew and matting soup goat I have eaten but sheep I haven't eaten something in a while. So somebody should tell her for me. Hallelujah. Are you telling her? Tell her. And she has heard. Beautiful. When she came to David, David she said, Master, I beg you. Please forgive my husband. And forgive me as well. That I was no home when your messenger came. He said, if you follow this man, something bad can easily happen. And then that is when she said something very important. She said, my husband is called Nabal. Which means fool. That's what she said to David. David. That don't blame him. During his naming ceremony, his mother decided that he was going to call him fool. What else can you say? 
What else can you expect? And then she said, For his name is himself, and himself is his name. So she said, Nabal is his name. And folly is with him. And then she said, For as his name is, so is he. In other words, his name is himself, and himself is his name. So I'm just explaining something to you. That names are very important. So if you check your name out and you realize that my name is not a good name. And the meaning is not good. Please come and see me after the service. I shall organize a new naming ceremony for you. And I shall change your name. So that your destiny will change. Because as your name is, so are you. Hallelujah. Amen. Ask your neighbor, what is your name? And more importantly, ask your neighbor, to your neighbor, and more importantly, what is the meaning of your name? Demand an answer from your neighbor. And if they tell you that I don't know the meaning of because my name, because tell your neighbor now that there is a big problem. Because it may be the reason for all your struggles in life. Come and put your hands together for the Lord. So I was just saying to you that things may have started very badly for him because of the name he was given. A name that means pain is likely to attract a lot of pain into your life. And that probably explains why he prayed that God should do something about his life. So I'm sharing a few things with you about Jabez and what we know about him. So number one, we know that he was an Israelite from the tribe of Judah. Number two, we know that he was named by his mother. Number three, we can deduce that the circumstances surrounding his birth must have been very painful. Which was why he, his mother called him Jabez. And then we can also deduce that things must have started very badly for him. Because of the name he carried. And then also because of the prayer that he prayed. And the next thing we can say about Jabez is that he prayed an unusual one-sentence prayer. An unusual one-sentence prayer. Now, usually when we pray, we talk a lot. We see a lot of things. In the case of Jabez, his prayer was just one sentence. And then the last thing we can say about Jabez is that things turned out very well for him. May things turn out very well for you. Amen. During the second half of this year, may things turn out very well for you. Amen. If things haven't been good for you during the first half, as soon as we enter the month of July, may God bring you to a turning point of your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. Now, put up the scripture again. 
First Chronicles chapter 4 verse 10. Verse 9 please. Because that is where we started from. Now the first thing we read about Jabez was that and Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. That is how we are introduced to him. And what an introduction this is. We've never heard of the guy before. And the first time we hear about him, the first statement that is made concerning him is that Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. Hallelujah. Amen. Now what does it mean to be honorable? tell your neighbor, somebody will call you honorable. Not because you are parliamentarian. But just because God will make your life honorable. So the question is, what does honorable mean? To be honorable means to have a high rank. It means to have dignity or distinction. Hallelujah. Amen. Un- to be honorable means to be distinguished. To be distinguished. To be honorable means to be worthy of high respect. To be worthy of high respect. And then to be honorable means to be glorified. To be glorified. If you are on your phone, I'm assuming that you are writing notes. And somebody is laughing because she knows that she's the one I'm talking to. If you are holding your phone, I am assuming that you are writing notes. Can you check whether your neighbor is writing notes or he or she is doing TikTok? TikTok. Is it TikTok? (laughs) Then to be honorable, the last definition of to be honorable is to be glorified. To be rich. And to be numerous. Hallelujah. Amen. And Jabez was called honorable. He was more honorable than all his brethren. And I want to believe that this statement that was made of him is describing his latter end. Not his beginning. Because I said a few moments to you that because of the name he bore we may not be wrong if we say that he must have had a lot of trouble and a lot of disturbances in his life. And then also he prayed this special prayer. 
And the way the prayer went suggests that this was somebody who was struggling. And so when the Bible says that Jabez was more honorable than his brethren, I believe it is describing his latter end. Can I have an amen from somebody? Amen. Is it okay for me to prophesy into your life? Yes, I mentioned. Is it okay? Yeah, nah. You sure it's okay? Would you say yeah? And are you ready to receive the promise? That said the spirit of the Lord to you. No matter what your beginning was. No matter what your current state is. No matter what the painful experiences you've been through are. No matter the difficult circumstances you have faced. I declare to you today. That as we wait on the Lord. And as we cry out to him. May he make our lives honorable. I said may he make our lives honorable. May he lift you to a high rank. May he grant you a life of distinction. May he introduce dignity into your life. May he bring respect your way. May you have a distinguished life. May the glory of the Lord shine upon you. May you receive his abundant supply and may he bless you more than those who despise you. I receive it. Receive it. I receive it. Receive it. I receive it. Hallelujah. Amen. See, hear me, my friend. I say we don't know much about Jabez. Unlike many other Bible characters, there are only two verses that talk about him. When you read your Bible, there are so many chapters and verses that talk about the Bible characters who are famous. So there are many chapters and verses that talk about Abraham. That talk about Isaac. That talk about Jacob. Jacob. That talk about Moses. Moses. That talk about David. That talk about Solomon. That talk about Elijah. Elijah. That talk about Elisha. But as for Jabez, only two verses talk about him. And he's almost like a mystery character in the Bible. But God made him honorable. The fact that he wasn't really famous did not stop God from making his life honorable. That will be the story of your life. Amen. That will be the story of your life. Amen. Hear me, my friend. You may not make the headlines. They may not mention your name in the front, in the front, on the front page of the newspapers. 
you will never be interviewed or you may never be interviewed on television or on radio nobody may discuss you on the social media not on facebook not on twitter not on tiktok not on instagram which other one is there Twitter. I said Twitter. And then YouTube, Skype, ah, uh, Skype, Skype, Skype. Who can mention one? Skype. You may not be discussed on any of these. Things. Your life may not be a life that people know much about. Your background may not be big. Where you come from, the house you come from, the family from which you come may not be a well known family. But I am saying to somebody today, God is not going to stop God from making your life honorable. Your life will be outstanding, your life will be distinguished, your life will be honorable. Shall I receive it? Two. I receive it. Three. I receive it. Clap your hands and bless Now let's move into the prayer of Jabez. And don't joke with the prophecy that I declared unto you. Right Write it down somewhere. Mark it somewhere. Because it will come to pass in your life. And the prophecy you believe is what will be fulfilled in your life. What can we pick up from Jabez and the prayer that he prayed? The Bible says in verse 10 of First Chronicles chapter 4 it says and Jabez called on the God of Israel and Jabez called on the God of Israel who did Jabez call on? he called on the God of Israel he called on the only one he knew who could help him. He called on the only one he knew could turn his life around. He called on the only one he knew who could change his circumstances. He called on the God of Israel. In other words, he didn't have any other God. He didn't have any other option. He didn't have anyone else he expected to get help He didn't have a plan B. He recognized that God was the only one who could help him. And so he called on the God of Israel. Let me say to you, my friends, this is the point that we all need to come to. That point of desperation where we recognize that my father can't help me. 
My mother can't help me. me. My uncle can't help me. My boss can't help me. Even my pastor cannot help me. It is only Jehovah God. The one whose throne is in heaven above. Who has the earth as his foot? He is the only one who can help you. That is why you must tell your matter to God. Unfortunately, we claim that we are praying to God to make a way for us. But often we have a plan B. We have other options. We have other things we are expecting. And somewhere in our, in, at the back of our minds it's like there's a plan B. If God, in case God doesn't mind us, as somebody say, should in case God doesn't mind us, then we can turn somewhere else. Ladies and gentlemen, for God to move mightily in our lives, we must accept and recognize that no one else can help us except God alone. No connection can help you. No promise of man can help you. Only God can help you. And may we thank to God and to Him. I preached the message some time ago. And the title of the message was Desperados. Desperados. Now, that, that title is used to describe desperate people. There's actually a film with that title. There's a film. Ask your neighbor, what film have they been removing? <laughs> it is a film Ben Womuyi. So one day, if you get it, watch it. But that term, desperados, yes, I, desperado now, okay. I used it to describe desperate people that you find in the Bible. People who recognize that an example of a desperado is Jacob. He got to a point in his life when he realized that God has to step into the water. And that is when he encountered God. When he was alone at the backside of the desert. And then he wrestled with God and said to him that Unless you bless me, you ain't going nowhere. The audacity of a cockroach. He told God, in fact, he wrestled with God all through the night. And this was God who manifested himself as an angel. They fought all night long. And when it got to a point, they was about to break. And God angel said, it's not fine that they will break. And everybody will see that they have been fighting. And it hasn't been easy for me. So let me go. He said, let me go. You see, when you get to that point of desperation, somehow it may give you superhuman strength. And that is what Jacob had. At the point 
the God, the angel touched his 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 hip bone. And it was dislocated. So it started walking. Some can away be. And still he said, I won't let. He said, unless you bless me. I just wish me answer. Because he recognized that his blessing cannot come from anywhere else apart from Jehovah himself. Hallelujah! Amen! Hallelujah! Amen! He was a desperado. No, you'll be our poor and baby. Jabez was another desperado. That prayer that he prayed was a prayer out of desperation. Perhaps he was tired of the circumstances he was in. He was tired of the pain in his life. He was tired of the sorrow in his life. And when bad things are happening to you, they have a way of being extended to your family and to your loved ones. So perhaps things were bad for everybody in And he got to that point of desperation. And he said, enough. He said, enough. And he cried out to God in his desperation. Oh, may you turn to God and to God alone. And may he respond to your prayers. May he respond to your cries. As we fast and as we pray during this week, may God respond to our prayers. And may God reach out his hand and do a miracle in our lives. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Number two. He prayed and said, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed. What did he say? He said, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed. Now, note, he didn't say, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me. That's not what he said. Take note of that. He said, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed. And Jabez recognized Jabez that there are true blessings. There are proper blessings. There are blessings. And there are blessings. And the proper blessings, the true blessings, they come from God. And from God alone. And that is why he prayed and said, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed. Not everything in our life that we saw as a blessing has turned out to be a blessing. It looked like a blessing. It felt like a blessing. But it turned out to be a setewa. Do you know setewa? Setewa means wave. I'm telling you. So sometimes you get a job and you are all excited about it. It looked very promising. 
it looked like you're going to get a lot of money out of it but after you got into it and after you got a job you realize that not everything that glitters is gold that the thing that you thought was a blessing and was going to bring you a lot of joy and happiness has turned out to be something else that has caused you pain and grief and messed your life up there are some people their lives were destroyed because of the job that they got it paid them a lot but with that has come a lot of pain and a lot of sorrow and their whole lives have been ripped apart because of what they saw as a blessing and that is why Proverbs 10 22 says that the blessing of the Lord it maketh rich and not the second half of it and he addeth no sorrow I'm telling you sometimes you marry somebody and it is supposed to be a blessing because you read somewhere that he who findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtaineth favor from the Lord. But for some people, it hasn't turned out to be the blessing that they thought it would be. It's rather brought a lot of pain. I'm explaining something to you that there are blessings and there are blessings. And when Jabez prayed and said, Oh Lord, that thou wouldest bless me indeed. He's recognizing that proper blessings and true blessings they come from God. And I want to say to you, my friend, that in all your seeking, seek to receive the proper and the true blessings from God. Don't go chasing fantasies. Don't go chasing things that look glamorous. But may not have substance to it. And one of the prayers we should pray for our lives. And one of the prayers I'm going to lead us to pray during this week. Is that, oh God. Bless me in Jesus. Lift up your hand and say, oh God. Oh God. Bless me indeed. Bless me indeed. Say it again. Oh God. Oh Erade. Bless me indeed. Me ampampa. Say it for the third time. Oh God. Oh Erade. Bless me indeed. Me ampampa. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. And God will bless you indeed. There is a story in Greek mythology. Greek mythology has to do with stories about Greek gods like Hercules, Perses, and all these interesting characters. And there's a particular story. It's a story about King Midas and his golden touch. friend Midas golden touch King Midas and his golden touch. Now this was a rich king. He lived in a beautiful castle with his beautiful daughter. And he was very rich. But the problem with him was that he was a greedy fellow. 
And he was not satisfied and content with anything that he had. And he used to hoard his money. And he was a king who didn't do his best for his subjects. One of his pastimes was to sit down and count his golden coins. He kept counting them and counting them and counting them. And he was never satisfied with what he had. One day, he did something for a god called Dionysus. And this God asked him for anything he wanted. He was going to grant him. Now the Greeks had a lot of gods. And these gods, we spell them with small g. And not capital G. And this God was the God of celebration. So he was the God responsible for partying, for drinking, for a higher dough. That, 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 that was the God responsible for all of that. So the God asked him, what do you want me to do for you? He thought for just a couple of seconds. He said, I want you to grant me this power. That anything I touch should turn into gold. And Dionysus asked him, are you sure? Are you sure that this is what you want? He said, I'm very, very sure. He asked again, are you very, very sure? He said, I'm very, very sure. He said, okay. I'll grant you your request. He said, from tomorrow, everything you touch will turn into gold. That night, he didn't sleep. Early morning, he jumped up a small side table by him. He touched it and he turned into gold. Everybody say, yeah. He turned the chair and he turned into gold. Everybody say, yeah. He turned the doorknob and the doorknob turned into gold. Everybody say, yeah. Everything he touched <laughs> turned into gold. You should have seen his excitement. He ran from room to room, changing everything. At the point he was tired and he wanted to have breakfast. <laughs> he picked the fork and he turned into gold. And he was excited. In fact, before he picked the fork, there was a, a flower vase of roses. He picked one of the roses. He was going to smell it. And the thing turned into gold. And he said, oh, it means that from now on, I cannot touch a flower. I have to bring my nose to it. But I can't hold a flower. Then he started thinking. He touched the fork and he turned into gold. And then he picked a grape and threw it into his mouth and he beat on something and said when he took it out the grape had turned into he turned the bread he turned the glass of water he turned into gold and now he became afraid and he sat there then his beautiful daughter walked into the room and he opened his arms to receive her. So, oh, yeah, and what did she turn into? And then, yeah, yeah. So then good. Yeah. 
then started crying. You see, initially his cry was Minsako, Minsaka, Minsako, Minsaka, Minsako, Minsaka. Then after things started going wrong, he said, The following day, he went to beg the God that I said I liked it. I thought that this was a blessing. But I've realized that it is not a blessing. Please, I don't like it. Again. I don't like <laughs> Take it away from me. So the God asked him to go and wash his hands in a river somewhere. And as he washed his hands, he saw gold flowing out. And then when he went home, everything that turned into gold had turned back into normal But the reason why I told you this story is that you got to really be careful in life what you call a blessing. I believe that many things that we think will be a blessing may actually turn out to be a snare for us. For example, I want, I, want, I want you to have a lot of money. I really want you to have. Did you say I'll have? You shall have. Amen. Amen. But my question is Can you handle it? Would you stay the way you are? Humble. Serving God, coming to church. But when you prosper, you say that what church is this? The walls are tapolin. When they were doing it, they didn't do white tapolin. They went to do black one. They can't even breathe. Somebody's car park. That's the church. When God blesses you, will you be able to handle it? And that's why you really have to be careful. And this prayer that Jabez prays is an important prayer that you should pray. That, oh God, I just don't want anything. But I want you to bless me indeed. I know that I've asked you for a lot of things. I know that I've prayed about a lot of things. And you have not minded me so far. But oh God, before you mind me, please, my prayer to you today is in blessing me. Bless me indeed. There should be no sorrow. There should be no pain. There should be no disadvantage associated with it. If anything I've asked you for will bring trouble and stress into my life, I don't like again. Oh God, bless me indeed. Lift up your hand and say, oh God, bless me indeed. Say it again, bless me indeed. Say it again, bless me indeed. And next week, 
Sunday, I'm going to continue by the grace of God. Rise to your feet. up your hands and speak to God right now. Tell him that, oh God, I'm not going to turn to anybody else. I'm going to turn to you alone. Tell him that I don't have anybody but you. Only you can make the difference in my life. Only you can change my circumstances. Only you can cause my life to be a fulfilled life. And I'm calling on you alone. I'm not looking at anybody else. I'm not telling to anything else. I don't have another option. I don't have other plans. It is you alone I am seeking. Cry out to the Lord and say to him, Oh God, bless me indeed. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands as a sign of surrender to the Lord and speak to him right now in the name of Jesus. God is the only one who can help us. God is the only one who can change and transform our lives. God is the only one who can pick us from where we are and make something beautiful and glorious out of our lives. And this morning, I want to give you an opportunity to come to God and to surrender your life to him. If you are not born again, if you have not accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, if you have not opened your heart to him, today is the day when you must take that step because he's waiting for you and only he can make that difference in your life. As every head is bowed, and every eye closed. 
You want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. You are watching me. And you want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. I want you to lift up your right hand. And I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. If you are watching, you can lift your hands as well. Now pray this prayer with me. And let everybody join in. Say, Heavenly Father, I don't have anybody else but you alone. Today, I have stopped running. I come to you. I surrender my life to you. And I receive Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. Please forgive me for all my sins. Wash me with the blood of Jesus. Make me brand new. From today, I am yours and you are mine. I will follow you alone. I will serve you alone. You will be my God and I will be your child and I will be your servant. Thank you, Father, for hearing my prayer. Bless me indeed because of this decision that I have taken. In Jesus' mighty name, let everybody say Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus 233-243-886-622. God bless you.